Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey, Guy. Welcome. Guy here. Guy Haberman. If you're watching this on YouTube live or later, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Appreciate it very much. Right now we're doing uh, daily videos on this channel, going live in the mornings and maybe more, and at least morning Pacific time. And I want to keep it going. So you guys watching, liking, subscribing helps that out very much. If you're listening to the podcast, there will soon be the return of the mailbag. To get into the mailbag, you leave a question in a review. Just leave a review, five-star review. Appreciate that very much. And you leave a question. Now, uh, as I talked about on Monday, if you watched or listened, my bet is that Brandon Ayuk, a.k.a. Ayuk, according to some, but Brandon Ayuk will not be traded. But offers will come in. The 49ers will listen. So what I decided to do today is go through some of what offers, some of what the offers could be that would make them listen. Now, I think Brandon Ayuk is uh, an excellent receiver who'd be worth a lot on the open market. I think in uh, in a way, he's worth a little bit more to the 49ers than he's worth to anybody else, not because he's not worth a lot, but because he does something they don't have if they lose him. He, he becomes very hard to replace. He blocks. He runs crisp routes. Crisp routes are important to every quarterback, but they're especially important to Brock Purdy because he throws with so much anticipation. The receiver being in the right spot where he's supposed to be is critical. Brock is young. Brock has a good relationship with Brandon Ayuk already. So these are all reasons why I think he's worth a little bit more to the 49ers than he's worth to uh, other teams which means that other teams would have to really pay if they're going to get Brandon Ayuk away. The Niners' default here is to keep him, I think. And I think they think there are ways for them to pay him and keep most of their team intact, at least in the short term. One day, maybe, Brock Purdy will become a really expensive quarterback. But he's not there yet. And so I'm not, I know some people are, I'm not particularly, I don't really think about it at all when it comes to trying to win a championship In 2024, how much is Brock Purdy going to cost in 2026 is really not any part of this thought process to me. The Niners have shown a great ability to be um, uh, agile, right, when it comes time to paying guys. And really, we'll see. We'll see what that salary really looks like for Brock. But that's for another day, although I'm happy to keep talking about it. So with that in mind, here's a few guidelines for this. 
the the big receiver trade in recent years was Tyreek Hill. In 2022, the Dolphins sent five picks to Kansas City for Tyreek. The 29th pick in that draft, uh, a second rounder in that draft, a fourth rounder in that draft, plus a fourth and a sixth the following year in 2023. Okay. Now, Brandon Ayuk is not Tyreek Hill. I think we can all agree on that. But understand, like, these trade values that I think the Niners will, or the trade values that will get their attention, are similar in value to the the uh, the trade the draft trade value chart when we start adding up these picks. Okay, so they're not going to get, you know, it's it's not going to be like Tyreek. Tyreek needed to get paid maybe more than Brandon, but it's just an approximate kind of point to to tell us are we close. The value, there's a chart that puts a value on every pick. Current year picks are worth more than future year picks, okay? The total value of the five picks that the Dolphins sent the Chiefs was around, and I'm estimating here because, you know, the future value pick charts, you got to estimate a little bit. You have to discount those future picks worth, worth less than current picks, current year picks. But the value on that was around a number that was 1,210, 1,250 1,230, somewhere in that range, okay? So as an example, the 29th pick is worth 640 points, all right? So with that in mind, um, the value, this was the value for Tyreek, around 1,210, around 1,230, okay? And so I went through the draft, the first round, and I eliminated a bunch of teams, okay? Teams that I don't think would at all be interested in trading for Brandon Ayuk. And I came up with a short list of teams that might be interested and what they would have to offer for the 49ers to listen. So, like, the Bears are out. The the Commanders in the second spot are out. The Patriots in the third spot are out. The Cardinals in the fourth spot um, are out. So, I, I you know, well, let's eliminate some of these teams. Somebody asked, is that Jimmy Johnson's chart? It's actually, there's an updated chart that's not Jimmy's chart, based off of Jimmy's chart. And um, that's what I'm working off off here a little loosely. So I'm going to start the first offer that somebody could make to the 49ers. The Bears have the ninth pick. I don't think the Bears are doing this deal. I don't think the Bears are offering this pick. But the reason I start with Chicago is because they have two picks in the top 10. So they could afford to be a little a little loose and fast with their second pick. Uh, I'm going to move off this one pretty quickly because I think they could get a blue chip receiver still at number nine to pair with Caleb Williams, who they'll draft number one. Uh, I guess they could go offensive line there, but I think receiver would be a, uh, a fun way for them to go and a good way for them to go. So I'm going to eliminate the Bears at number nine. Next up, the Jets at number 10. The Jets could offer number 10. Number 10 is worth 1,300 points on the draft value chart. This is more in value, according to the chart. That's not the be-all, end-all. It's more in value than than what, um, not just what the Dolphins paid for Tyreek, but remember, the Jets made an offer for Tyreek. The Jets made a similar offer for Tyreek. According to reports, the Jets offered number th- the 35th pick that year, so they didn't have a first, but Miami's first was close. The 35th pick that year, the the 38th pick, the 69th pick for Tyreek and pick 103. 
So the trade value for what the Jets offered for Tyreek was 1,227 points. The 10th pick in this year's draft is worth 1,300 points. Would the Jets really offer essentially the same thing they offered for Tyreek Hill for Brandon Ayuk? You'd think not, right? You'd say, well, Tyreek's a better player. Tyreek's a true, true A1, number one, Hall of Fame, game-changing receiver. Brandon Ayuk is not on that level. But like one other team in this first round, the Jets are kind of desperate. The Jets have jobs to keep and a quarterback to keep happy. They have Robert Sala there, and they've already tried to make one home run uh, pick before. They want to compliment a guy they invested in, and Garrett Wilson. They could really improve his stock, right, if they take a little bit of the pressure off of him. But again, the oh, and one other thing on the Jets is they might be more inclined. I think they would be more inclined to use the 10th pick on a veteran receiver than on a young rookie receiver. Um, could you get a blue chip receiver at 10? Maybe close. Like you probably not going to get the second best receiver in this draft, but you might, you never know. Maybe you move up a couple spots and get that guy. So just based on this is overpaying, but the Niners would have to listen to this. It's the best thing the jets could offer and the jets are in a desperate situation. So if the jets call, that's what you're asking for. Okay. Next up the Raiders. The Raiders also kind of unique. The Raiders have a number one receiver, but the Raiders also have Antonio Pierce, who was with Brandon Ayuk at Arizona State. The Raiders would also, I think, be on the list of teams that might be a little bit um, non-traditional in what they're willing to do to get a player. In other words, if Antonio Pierce says, I want that player, I don't think Telesco is going to stop him. I don't think Mark Davis is going to stop him. If he says, I want this guy, trust me, Mark. It seems irres- I think it would be irresponsible for the Raiders to do this, to offer the 13th pick. The 13th pick it alone is worth just under what the total compensation was worth for Tyreek Hill. Uh, so the Raiders could throw in a fourth, number 13 and number four. Uh, you'd have to listen to that um, if you're the Niners. Uh, you know, If the Jets offer you 10, maybe you could also squeeze a player out of them. You'd have to listen to that. If the Raiders would offer you 13 plus a fourth, okay, plus a fourth, that would get you that get you right in the Tyreek Hill value. You'd have to listen to that. All right, onward. Next team up. The Colts at 15. I don't think the Colts would do this, but you've done a deal with the Colts before, so that's why they're on this list for DeForest Buckner. Uh, Michael Pittman, who was in the Brandon Ayuk draft, but was a second-round pick as a free agent. Got to bring him back. We know that the Colts uh, value the same types of players as the Niners do. Um, they they put like a, they put a blue chip next to the players that are truly like their types of guys. They don't put a lot of blue chips on guys. DeForest Buckner was a guy that had a blue chip next to his name on the Colts draft board. I don't know if Brandon Ayuk had a blue chip next to his name coming out of college, but I would think he would definitely fit the Colts MO here. Uh, that said, they got to extend. Pittman would be cheaper, uh, and then you could go with another need there. Pittman's not as good, but I, again, I don't think this deal's happening, but I put the Colts on this list because um, they've done it before, and I think Ayuk would be their type of guy. The Jacksonville Jaguars uh, are in a weird spot. The Jags have Christian Kirk, who is um, 
a lot of money against their cap coming this year. He's going to be on their team again this year. And they're in a tough spot with Calvin Ridley, who they'd want back. But as Adam Schefter reported recently, a condition of their trade with Atlanta for Calvin Ridley is that if the Jags re-sign Calvin Ridley, they then have to give Atlanta their second-round pick. They're not doing that. That'd be kind of crazy. So if you're them, you need another receiver. Do you take just take a guy at 17? History tells us you can get really good receivers at 17. Or do you want a vet to go with Christian Kirk to uh, fold over after probably Christian Kirk is gone after this year? Then you have Trevor Lawrence has kind of a, you know, a 1A receiver. You don't get you get to keep your second round pick. You give up 17, you give up your fourth. Um, the reason I did this deal for Jacksonville is that Jacksonville has two fourth round picks. Okay. So trading 17 and their lesser of their fourths would get you 956 points on the uh, trade value chart. All right. So that's less than Tyreek. I think the league would tell you it should be less than Tyreek. That's more appropriate than 1,200 points for Tyreek. Uh, 1230 is what the Jets offered for Tyreek. So 950. Um, near, you know, maybe you could get a you get a little closer to a thousand if you take the other fourth instead, but not in a significant way. Uh, I don't think they would do this, not with um 24 million dollars of Christian Kirk this year, but they definitely could, and it would solve their number two receiver problem. It would give them maybe a number one moving into next year. And uh uh, it would allow them to keep their their number two pick. Next up, Pittsburgh. Partly just because I saw a meme the other day that said Brandon Ayuk and Mike Tomlin. Brandon Ayuk looks like young Mike Tomlin if you if you covered up the hair. And I was like, they had him side by side. I'm like, oh. Um, but in all seriousness, I think Ayuk is definitely a Tomlin type. You know, some of these trades do not satisfy the desire for Brandon to get the ball more. Like some of these trades, you you send them to Indy or you send them to Pittsburgh, you're not exactly getting to play with uh, elite passing games. And I don't think passing games that are going to be elite anytime soon. Uh, Pittsburgh could give you um, that that number 20 pick uh, plus a third or plus a fourth, and you end up in kind of that same range, 950. You know, what will make it interesting is, is somebody out there offering something kind of crazy, right? If if the Raiders are involved, then then you got to think like, hey Pittsburgh, there's probably nothing you can do, even if you even if you do want them. I think it's kind of a weird trade for Pittsburgh. I, I don't even think Pittsburgh would necessarily offer this. It doesn't match up with their timeline. I don't think it makes a ton of sense for them. Um, but it would break their streak of only adding receivers that become head cases within three years because this would be a, a uh, high-level guy. Next up, this would be interesting, right? Houston, I think, is, uh, to me, the list of teams that might really consider doing a deal of all the teams I'm going through are the Jets because they're desperate, the, the Vegas Raiders because of the relationship, and then, and then I think Houston at 23. I, I think with a young quarterback, a young receiver in Tank Dell, um, this would be the kind of offer Houston might be interested in making. 23 plus a third would get you 920 points on the draft value scale. If you add in a fourth, uh, they have two fourths, right? So I think you got to look at teams that 
that have some extra stuff. Um, a 23 plus a third plus a fourth. You're not getting all of this out of Houston unless you have somebody else really interested. If Vegas is interested, you know, um, maybe Pittsburgh or Jacksonville, somebody else is interested. If Houston is the only team that's interested, I don't think you're getting 23, a third and a fourth. But the counter to that would be the Niners would say to them, we don't want to trade this guy for your 23rd pick. And they'd say, all right. Houston then says, how about 23 and a fourth? And the Niners like, no. And then Houston's like, all right. How about 23, a third and a fourth? And the Niners go, okay. Now we're getting kind of close. Uh, if Tyreek's worth 1,230 points on the draft trade on the draft value scale, then Houston's 23rd pick, a third, and the lesser of their two fourths, that's 964 points. So we're getting kind of close, right? That's that's you get close to Tyreek value. I think people would say, like, yeah, you you might have to do that. Uh at 23 with a third and a fourth, can you use one of those extra picks and move up? to get the receiver you really like, right? Um, maybe. Now we're talking about a team that maybe they stay at 23 and you do a repeat of what you did the year that they did the DeForest Buckner trade. You stay at 23, then you use the third of the fourth to move up from 31, right? And do that's what they did basically with Ayuk is they moved up and then had a bang-bang first round, Kinlaw and Ayuk. You know, so would you, would you do something kind of in that realm? So uh, that's Houston. I, I think Houston would make them think. Uh, Bucks. I got Tampa on this list. I, I don't think Tampa does a deal here. Uh, Mike Evans is a free agent. Chris Godwin's got a lot of money left on his, or has a lot of money coming to him this year. Um, but they don't really have the picks to do a deal like this. I think it would take two picks. I don't think the Niners would trade Brandon Ayuk for the 26th pick in the draft. So Tampa would have to give up another pick and Tampa for the place that they are in and kind of the transition of their franchise. Um, I don't think they have enough draft capital to justify trading number 26 and a third for Brandon Ayuk. Uh team that I did not put on here is Arizona, Arizona 27. Arizona is interesting just because they have two firsts. So, you know, would they be willing to just play a little loose and fast? Would you trade him, Arizona? Would you trade him in your division? I don't think the Niners would want to do that. Um, Arizona, you know, I, I didn't – Arizona just kind of popped in my mind here last second. I ignored them the first time around, so I didn't have a graphic on them. But what's interesting about Arizona – actually, what's really interesting about Arizona is they have three-thirds – so if the Niners were willing to do a deal with Arizona, which I'm skeptical that they would be, like they wouldn't do a deal with the Rams. They wouldn't do a deal with the Chiefs. I think Baltimore would be a great, like Baltimore could really use them. You wouldn't, I don't think you'd want to do that deal. And I don't think Baltimore doesn't really have the draft capital anyway. Um, but Arizona does. Arizona has three thirds. So would you trade Ayuk in the division if it meant getting 27 and 66? So you get a top of the third round pick and a uh, a first round pick. Maybe you could ask them for a, you could get a fifth in there too. They have multiple fifth, fifths. Um, you know, they just did a trade for a receiver recently, but that would be a really good investment in, uh, in Kyler. You know, I think, I don't think the Niners would want to do that deal, even though Arizona right now is uh, at the bottom of the division. 
I think you'd prefer not to see Brandon Ayuk twice a year, but um, I think that one would make them think too, just because Arizona could make could make an attractive an attractive offer. So anyway, th- those are what the deals look like. Um, you know, I think those are these are teams that would have to give a little more. As I said, the the irony of this from a Niners standpoint is that um, you know he's worth more to them than he is worth to uh, I think other teams. And you'd say, well, he's not worth as much as Tyreek. Well, in kind of a weird reverse twist, to the Niners, you'd have to make them a Tyreek esque offer, um, in order to. Uh, in order to get him, right? So I think these are some of the reasons why I think it is more likely than not that he remains on the team. Um, you know, I think there's some weird fits here. Like like Houston is in some ways a fit, but in other ways, I think if I were advising the Texans, I'd say, why? You've got good young receivers. You don't need to add this guy. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep building depth. Let your, you know, let I know Tank Dell only played eight games, but let him and Nico Collins and CJ Stroud just let that thing keep going. There's no sense in kind of going, you're kind of going for broke. And that's why I think the Jets and the Raiders, and the Raiders are weird because they don't have, somebody pointed out, they don't have a quarterback. So the Jets are kind of, the Jets are the most interesting team in all of this because they've got a pick that'd be really make you think. I think they're the most likely team to make the Niners an offer that makes it really hard for them to say no. But that's kind of the point. You got to make somebody do something they don't want to do. And the Jets are in a desperate situation. So um, I think that's the most interesting team here, you know. Uh, All right, let's get to, I think that's, let's get some of these comments. Tyke, guy, BA is only 25 years old. Yeah, uh, part of the reason why I think it's more likely than not that Brandon Ayuk is sticking around, that you feel like if you pay him, you are paying for his prime. You know, whatever you end up paying him, whatever you end up potentially paying um, Brock Purdy one day, that if you look around your roster and you go, who is most likely to catch the most balls from Brock Purdy, when Brock Purdy, by the time he's turned 30, it's Ayuk. Ayuk would be the guy most likely to be on this team. If you picked all the skill guys and you went McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, Jennings, you just pick them all. Juice, go through them all. Ayuk, if if Brandon Ayuk gets re-signed, he's most likely to be the last one standing on this team based on the guys that are here now, right? McCaffrey is a stud, but he's a running back. So, you know, Brandon's going to play next year at 26 years old. And it feels like he's got the kind of game that'll age, I think, well, I think he'll age well. So you'd be investing in a guy who you're paying for his prime as opposed to paying post-prime. And, um, you know, I think that would that's one of the things that makes him really attractive to the 49ers. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off 
right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, G Gala says Raider guys, dark horse team comes through, trades the 13th pick for Ayuk. If a QB falls, do you do it? Reset the QB salary around him again, like Brock. Oh, interesting. So you, so this question is you trade, let's say the Raiders come through and you trade the 13th pick or you get the 13th pick. Suddenly you're sitting there and Drake may has fallen to you. At 13, what do you do? I don't think they draft a quarterback. Yeah, I don't think they would do it. 
Um, uh, Caleb won't be there. I don't think Jaden Daniels will do. I don't think Drake May will be there. JJ McCarthy, he might be the type, but I, they, I don't think they would do that um, because Brock is still cheap and uh, they need to, I mean, it'd be a crazy thing to do considering you feel like uh, you are about, you know, you're on the verge of winning a Super Bowl. You just traded your receiver because the reason you would trade Brandon Ayuk is because you're like, we have to fill a need that we can't fill right now. So you maybe you reset with a young receiver, but you probably go offensive line. And then maybe you take the receiver with your second pick in the draft. So interesting theory. Um, but they're not doing that. I don't think they would do that. Interesting thought, though. Uh, Bobo says 49ers had the best roster in the league, 12 pro bowlers, and Shanahan found a way to lose, then blamed Steve Wilkes the last time he blamed Jimmy G. Well, to be clear, I think the last time everybody blamed uh, Jimmy G, and he did not blame Steve Wilkes. Uh, he was moving on. For, as I've told you, I think winning the Super Bowl was the goal. Winning the Super Bowl would have made it weirder to do what he would have wanted to do, which is move on from Steve Wilkes anyway. And how that would have looked, I don't know. But, I mean, all the evidence has been there for a long time that, uh, you know, it was not going well. And winning the Super Bowl in a bizarre way would have complicated. Would he have still done what he wanted to do? Would he have still done it? I think he would have. I, I think even with it, now maybe it doesn't happen this quickly. I think even with a championship, uh, Steve Wilkes would have been gone. Comment. Once upon a reset, Kyle's guy is in round three or four. Is Spencer Rattler? I do don't think so. That seems like a weird fit to me. Uh, Spencer Rattler did play college football with 49ers tight end Braden Willis. Not that that means anything. I don't know. Just giving you a fact that I have in my brain. I'll, I'll look more into it. I don't think it's crazy that Kyle drafts a mid-round quarterback, but I don't expect it, and I don't see Spencer Rattler as a fit for Kyle Shanahan. Comment, Thomas. Thomas says the problem with the Debo and Ayuk drama is they're different people. Debo was motivated by greed. Ayuk is motivated by wanting to win. I wonder if he thinks he can't win here due to lack of targets. So, first of all, I don't think there's any drama. Secondly, I don't think Debo looked like a player that tried less once he got paid. I think the Debo you saw, and I know a lot of this is – Probably, uh, I'm not saying Thomas's comment, but I think a lot of people are reacting to the J.T. O'Sullivan video in which he said Debo was moseying through his routes. Um, you know, I do think Debo was hampered by his hamstring. And I do think Debo's routes generally looked like they usually look. I mean, you're not paying Debo to beat Trent McDuffie one-on-one on a go ball. Sorry, I, it's a weird play. Uh, it was schemed up. A better route wins. Okay, that's nice. But what evidence tells you he's winning that route? I'm here to tell you. There is no evidence. None. I don't know why you would think he would win that route unless you feel like it's going to get schemed open. But I've been I've been beating this dead horse, and I'm not trying to. I've been saying it again and again and again. And I'm like, oh, I went to all these training camp practices, preseason practices. They don't win on that play against their own guys, let alone Trent McDuffie. 
they, they don't Debo doesn't win on that. That is not where Debo wins. That's not where Debo wins. Ted Wynn had a great tweet yesterday. He said, if you're choosing between Ayuk and Debo, uh, what you're saying, Debo is a bet on your system. Ayuk is a bet on your quarterback. I thought it was a very interesting way of putting it. And um, I think there's there's a lot of truth to it. Now, I think the key really for the 49ers is you need both. You need a creator that you can create for, put a ball in his hands, and let him go make plays. And um, and you also need a guy that can, you know, be a fundamental part of your offense, do what he's supposed to do, do what the coach schemes open to him, uh, for him, and um, you know, then then kind of let the quarterback cook with him. Let me see if I can. I want to make sure I'm quoting this uh, tweet correctly. Yeah. Keeping Debo is a bet on the system. Keeping Ayuk is a bet that Purdy can supersede the system. That's the way that, that Ted put it. I thought that's perfectly said. And I, it was said more clearly than what I was trying to say yesterday, which is that since the Super Bowl in 2019, it's been clear. You need somebody who can win on the field and do things beyond the grasp of the coach. The coach can only call the play, but 15 seconds on the play clock, headset communication goes out. Can the quarterback fix the protection? Can the quarterback make a play if he's matched up in a bad way? Spagnolo's got a good call on. Who's going to make a play? Like I think that is the next level for Brock Purdy. It's in this offseason figuring out maybe there's some things that I'd like to do that would help Brock that uh, are not part of this offense, right? Rollouts and getting them on the move, non-play action stuff. And also, is there more freedom at the line of scrimmage? How much freedom does he have at the line? Is there going to be more freedom at the line? And and three, can he tell, right, at the line exactly what, all right, Spagnolo's bringing somebody who, do we, this is a problem if we don't get this blocked up right. Do we have this blocked up right, guys? So those are the sorts of things that I think can, you know, make Brock Purdy a, a better quarterback. And it's the things that you absolutely must do. Play call goes in and then Kyle Shanahan's hands are tied. Nothing he can do. He needs guys on the field to just straight up make plays for him. And um, this is where Ayuk and, and Purdy together, they've got something. And it's not the kind of thing that I think you should rip away from a young quarterback. And they don't want to. They don't want to do that. Calvin Hobbs, Cal's too much of a control freak to allow his QB offense any autonomy. Well, I think uh, he's loosened that grip a little bit. I think Brock has forced him to. We've th- there have been multiple instances this year um, where Kyle has said after a game, like that's not what the play was supposed to be, but Brock made the play that. And I think he calls a game differently for Brock. I think that's been very apparent from the jump that Brock has uh, more. I don't know if freedom's the word because I think what this person, what this comment is arguing for is freedom. And really, what Brock has is uh, more rope to kind of try some stuff, right? I mean, Brock throws the ball back over the middle of the field quite a bit to the point that it, you have to conclude that Kyle Shanahan has not told him, stop doing that. You can't, you're not capable of doing it um, because he is capable of doing it. And it's a very dangerous thing to do. But he makes the play more than he doesn't make the play comment. Kid Terry says, I hope the commanders get Ayuk." Well, I guess one consideration we did not make here is people trading down to get more picks. But if you're the commanders, you just, 
you just take the quarterback at two. Me out this piece. Comment. How do we get an elite safety? <clears throat> well, I think the safety position next year is going to be Jair Brown and Talanoa Hufunga. Talanoa Hufunga is a pretty good safety. Uh, Will Blackman was on the show last week. Will played in the NFL for a long time. Played with Charles Woodson. He says he thinks Hufunga is either the number one or number two best safety in the NFL. A couple more here. Let's see what else we got. Uh, run, swim, kick. Run, swim, kick. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a wide receiver one, but in the second tier. Jamar Chase, Jefferson, Cup, Diggs, Hill, Lamb, Brown are top tier in this league. I think that's true. Now, if you're Ayuk, you want to prove you belong on that level, and you feel like there's no way I'll ever be able to prove it without just straight volume. If you put me on the Vikings, if you put me on the Bills, um, if you put me on the Bengals, I would get the volume. You know, I'd be the guy. I think the one thing we haven't seen from him, and I know I debate this with people a lot because the numbers say the Niners hit a bunch of explosive plays, big plays, air yards, 22. Uh, But what they do not do is throw 50-50 balls over the top and make plays on those balls. Don't do it, right? It's basically, if you're watching the video, the ball that he was trying to throw in the Lions game, the Ayuk, that ended up in his hands on a face mask deflection, 49ers receivers... It's not just Debo. They just generally, as a group, do not separate straight line routes down the field uh, over the top balls. And that's what a lot of these guys do. Now, Ayuk had just as many targets in the playoffs. You know, I saw again, I think uh, Acho yesterday said three catches, three catches, three catches. Those were his, that's his playoff game log. Time to complain, time to say something. Let's have a conversation. His targets were the same. His targets were actually, as I've said, a pace ahead of what he was during the regular season. So, you know, I, I think ultimately because he's got the, he doesn't have all the leverage. He's not a free agent, but uh, receivers tend to get paid like receivers, right? So if you're just in the realm from a talent standpoint, you get paid near wide receiver one. I would expect Brandon Ayuk to do some holding out this year because I don't expect him to be traded, but it might be, uh, Oh, we already read that comment, so we're good. Rojo, BK, comment. We're all underestimating how good Parag is at restructuring. I'm pretty sure most everyone will be back in 2024, then lose a core member in 2025. I think you have to, I think you have to be prepared for somebody to be gone this year, but I think this is mostly true. Yeah, that they can find a way to pay this guy. Uh, and the beauty is you're taking advantage of the fact that your receiver is really, really cheap. Here's the other thing. If you had to, you probably could trade him later. He's so young. Like if it came to that, if it in 2026, it came to that, you know, your hope is that he's so good that in three years, he wants a new contract again. And at that point you could trade him again. You know what I mean? Or not again, but that window to trade him probably will be open again later if you resign him now. Max says all of the 49ers receivers from ha- would benefit from having a true go ball guy on the team. The cat the passing game feels claustrophobic without an over the top element and it costs them in the Super Bowl. If you're new here, you know, if you're not new here then you know. If you're new here maybe you don't know. If you're new here you know that my analogy 
for the Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers offense was an old basketball offense called the Princeton offense that relied on a lot of backdoor cutting, a lot of passing, a lot of precision, not bombs away threes. And that's what it felt like the Niners offense really was then. It's still some of that now. It's a little less of it, but it's still a fair amount of it. It's hard for them to get down the field in four plays, three plays. Just doesn't happen a lot. And I think that that's what Max here is correctly identified. So do you what do you do? I mean, if you bring Ayuk back and you bring Debo back and you bring Jennings back, you don't really have another, you don't have a spot for that guy. Gabe Davis. Do you want Gabe Davis? Who's probably not, you know, he's not known as a precision route runner, but he gives you some deep threat. Probably not going out and spending more money on receiver. You're hoping. Um, you know, that that Ronnie Bell or Danny Gray was drafted to be this, right? Danny Gray, you can do it with a fast, young receiver on a rookie contract. He doesn't need to take targets away from anybody else, but because he's cheap, play some special teams, you can put him in a few times a game and try and throw him a deep ball. That has not worked out. That has not worked out, and and it and it doesn't show any signs of working out. Unfortunately, they like him. I mean, he plays hard. He plays hard on special teams, but he's always, it feels like he's tweaking something frequently and, um, and he just hasn't shown the ability to kind of be sticky, you know, to make plays when there's a play to be made. Uh, And that kind of includes in practice too. It's not, it's not like he's dominating practice and you go, well, we just haven't seen it in the games yet. It's not really happening. I'd say Ronnie Bell's kind of the same. It's just not – we'll see. I mean, it's only been one year for him. Juwan Jennings had a redshirt year and and then came out ready to roll in year two. But I think he – you know, I think Ronnie Bell has shown a little more just kind of gamer ability than Danny Gray. But I don't think we've seen a ton of it. Comment. Calvin Hobbs. Ayuk was in the doghouse as well for drop passes. So Ronnie – maybe Ronnie Bell can improve as well. Maybe. Um, I thought Ayuk showed more promise as a rookie, but maybe. To me, it's not just dropped practice balls. It's just playmaking. You just haven't seen a ton of it. Um, But in fairness, it's hard to show that you're a playmaker when you're on a team with all these, you know, primary playmakers, right? Like if Ronnie Ronnie Bell can't complain about having to share because Brandon Ayuk's got to share. Debo's got to share. They all got... Are you tell me Juwan Jennings couldn't catch more than how many balls did Juwan Jennings catch this year? Like 19? Did he not catch more than that? Of course he could. Jennings' final number. I mean, they're all first downs, but 19. 19 receptions. I think that's not counting the postseason. Yeah. You're telling Juwan, Juwan Jennings, that's a 45 catch guy. Right. He could go somewhere. I mean, he's restricted free agent, so he can't just go somewhere, but he could go somewhere and immediately more than double his output as, as a number three receiver on a team that just, you know, doesn't have McCaffrey getting the ball, doesn't have Kittle getting the ball. He could go be a true number three receiver somewhere um, and catch 42 balls. You know, the real deal says, uh, oops, has to, has the league seen how to defend Brock with the man defense? I don't think so. No, um, because. The league doesn't have Trent McDuffie, Sneed, Chris Jones. I think it's pretty rare. 
I think what Kansas City was able to do is pretty rare. I don't think the blueprint suddenly out on Brock. Um, no. Just Mike says, uh, any concern that Niners may feel pressure to draft Gore Jr. and Rice? No. Uh, I do think they would. I mean, I'm sure Jed would love that. But you generally make those picks, you know, late. Sixth, seventh round. I don't know about Gore Jr. I haven't dived into him. Uh, Rice isn't going to be around that late. Now, he might be a useful player to them. I mean, he you could draft him and just have him be the guy that my guess would be if you draft Brandon Rice, he immediately will prove to be more of a playmaker just based on his size and Ronnie Bell or um, Danny Gray. Honestly, I would kind of wish that his name was was Brendan anything else, Haberman, Jones, because I think you put it. I don't know. I, I think he could handle it. He's been doing promotional material going even back to the during the season and just after the season, I think. Actually just after the season. Um him and Jerry did a did a breathe right campaign. Jerry used to wear them. Brendan wears them. Uh Brendan was at the Super Bowl promoting Breathe Right. So I actually think he's a pretty well adjusted, mature guy. I don't think the 49ers drafting him would, you know, put him in too difficult of a spot. Like being another, you know, like being somebody, like being a legacy kid with the wrong organization could be. I mean, I, I don't think there's any concern about that with Marvin Harrison. I would not have any concern about that with Brendan Rice, even if he's a Niner. But you'd have to draft him because you think he's a good player, which he is. You're not drafting him just based on legacy because you're gonna have to take him too high. Um, he's not. He's not sitting around. Yeah, could just take Gore, take Rice, take McCaffrey's brother. And um, any any other relatives that you could find out there. Okay. On that note, that's it for this. Thanks for being here. If you're watching, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, appreciate that from all you guys. You're all guys. We're all honorary guys. Even if you're a gal, you're a guy. Uh, that guy. You're all that guy. I'm that guy. You're that guy. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll be back with more. If not, if something happens today, be back today. Definitely be back Wednesday morning live. So appreciate you guys jumping in and um, sharing your feedback, both on the live stream and on the podcast and in the DMs. Go follow on Instagram at Guy Haberman, uh, popping stuff up there as well. And uh, talk to you all soon. Later. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.